0: Hello and welcome to Career Connect with me, Zigim Kize, the show where we are speaking about everything pertaining to your career after school or varsity. Today we are exploring a career in broadcasting, looking at TV, radio, and everything else behind the scenes. Joining me on the couch today is Mbali Kosi and Mbumi Mblambo. Hi ladies, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me. So both of you have really fantastic careers in broadcasting. Tell me a little bit about your journey and where you find yourself today. Do
1: you want to take it?
0: okay
2: um, I'm a sports reporter or presenter however you want to word it um, and I co-produce uh, a sports show called galam Zanti I'm a sports presenter only a s- female sports presenter and so it's a TV um, nice. it's been a very interesting journey um, the the industry itself it's still transforming but I think that uh, it's now picking up the pace as opposed to you know the past few years so there's more of a you know, a larger influx of women now mm, yeah. coming into the industry, yeah. which is great. And mm. the industry now is taking notice and starting to make room for us. So I think from a growth perspective, it's been great, even just the people we've met yeah. and the people who are just willing to invest uh, in our talent and yeah. just helping us grow. Um, it's It's been a phenomenal journey. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I am, thank you so much for having us on the show. I'm a radio personality. I started about five years ago um, on campus radio. It has been nothing but a beautiful journey. um, Started from really not knowing anything to um, learning exactly what's happening on commercial at a campus radio level. Mm. So every equipment that is on commercial, you find it on campus, which is why I appreciate that opportunity so much. And then I moved on to Power 98.7 about two years ago, yeah. so I'm pretty fresh in, in in com in the commercial space. But it's been absolutely beautiful and I've grown from just being a music radio host to being a content producer not only for music radio shows but for talk shows. Yeah. So I've produced for talk shows on Pine Pi eight point seven. I've hosted talk shows on Pi Night eight point seven. I've hosted music shows on Pine Pi eight point seven. So I'm really dynamic. So it's really just One thing can lead into another thing, into another thing. Both of you had a really
0: nice mention about starting out in varsity. Did you guys study to be in broadcasting? And how does that journey shift from, okay, this is what I studied to this is actually where I find myself now?
1: So uh, with myself, I didn't study to be in broadcasting. I studied industrial psychology and media studies. It has media studies to a certain degree has a little bit to do with what I'm doing, but not so much. Industrial psychology has nothing to do with what I uh, what I'm doing now. To be honest with you, I think it is like a chosen journey yeah. because I didn't enjoy what I was doing in university and I just needed something to keep me busy while I was in varsity. And it turned out that this is something that would actually end up giving me my 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 day job, my career, It's paying mm-hmm. for my bills. So it's it's more of a passion for profits. Yeah. So finding something that you're really passionate in investing time in it because uh the same amount of time i spent in university i spent also on campus radio learning as much as, you can, as yeah. i can mm-hmm. so you sort of invest the same amount of time as much as it's fun but you invest the same amount of time so yeah that's it for me just taking advantage of the opportunities that yeah. you have while you're still in varsity yeah yeah, yeah. and you yourself yeah. from a study background i mean with
2: me um it's, it's similar to Mpomi. um i did not study anything sports mm-hmm. related but the thing is um, you can't substitute passion Yeah, and I've followed sports since I was eight and it's an industry that I've always wanted to get into but I wasn't quite sure how to get into it. Um, so I rather took the route of, because initially I wanted to get into sports media. Okay. So I loved the media space. And so I went to Vit and I studied, um, it, I graduated in a degree in, in media studies and sociology and then I further went on to do my honours at Vega in mm. brand communication. And I remember, because even my thesis was based on sports. Yeah. Mm. So, I w- and and it actually opened the door for me because when you're doing your field work, you had to actually go out to the sports teams or mm. whatever, and, and the, you know, the sports industry. So for me, it opened the door to meet people. Yeah. And I was so intentional when I went there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, you know, get information for my paper, Mm. but I'm making contacts as well because I need to think Mm. ahead. So that is how I met people from Kaiser Chiefs. That is how I met people from Super Mm. And if you don't strategically put yourself in places where you'll learn, where you'll meet people, Mm. you need to have a teachable spirit. You need to uh, be hungry Mm. and you need to also don't just take things lightly yeah you know like a, an, an opportunity comes in so many weird and op- an, and obscure sure. ways yeah and and for me it came through my paper but i had always followed i'd always followed sports and i told myself that i'm not in the industry yet but behind the scenes i'm preparing myself because yeah. when the opportunity comes mm. i don't want to be reactive mm. i want to be proactive yeah. so that is how i land end up in sports so And now, now that I'm in there, now I come in with like my media background as well. So now I'm becoming more versatile. I'm learning journalism. Mm -hmm. I didn't do journalism. But but it's in the process. It's in the process because now my job is teaching me journalism on the spot. Mm. I'm learning how to produce. Mm. And now I come in with this media background. So... I can move around anyway now within the industry so it's really been you know if you don't become
0: broad-minded about your career it makes it very it's difficult. it's gonna yeah. stunt your career very yeah. very quickly mm. yeah. yeah I like them you mentioned about being proactive yeah. and I think that's a really important thing for any young person yeah. that when you're in varsity it's not just the space but it's like okay just go there disappear for three yeah, four years yeah. but really take the time to make the contacts and build up those networks yeah. and a really favorable thing for a young person is the fact that you know people are lighter on you they're more lenient they're mm. willing to give you that opportunity yeah. and then the other thing that you mentioned is really being able to put together all these learnings and Mm -hmm. continue to grow and learn in the space that you're in both of you mentioned that you're also content producing the shows that you're involved in what does that mean exactly
1: so um firstly i want to say i like the point where she said you always need to be prepared because i believe preparation is half the victory yes Mm -hmm. but to to answer your question content production is basically writing down what you're saying right now. Yeah. Mm. So what you're saying right now, uh, you plan it, you plan the whole show, you plan the guests. Who's going to be speaking? What are they going to be speaking on? Have you told them what they're going to be speaking on? Um, What angle are you trying to go for for that interview? What's Mm. the main objective? You know, so that's exactly it. It's literally you script down from the T from hi, how are you doing? Welcome to the show it ends because you sort of want the execution to be flawless Mm -hmm. so if a show is well prepared and well if it's well produced you can hear it from the presenter Yeah. yeah yeah that's what it is okay Yeah. just to even add on that
2: you know you've got to respect your audiences yes you've got to respect them and not even think that because you're on a community station that I don't have viewers no so it's a TV sitting on more than three million viewers oh, so amazing. you don't know how many people and now it's on star set meaning someone in China is watching, watching me yeah. so I have to respect that someone is watching me so I have to take the time to make sure that I prepare mm. thoroughly it's all about mm. also a brand extension what are you putting out there this is a, this is an mm. extension of you as a brand mm. how do you want people to perceive you how do you want what do you want to communicate to people what kind of show are you giving out yes. that is different to all the other sports shows that you see mm. so content is all about finding that different angle that and and that. Sort of that content that you want to teach people. What, what do you want to teach someone that they don't know already? Mm. Yeah. And that's your content. And you've yeah. got to respect your audiences. You've got to do the research. Don't yeah. thumb suck things because this is what now really the problem you're in finding in yes. our industry. People just cut and paste. And, and you have to go out and, and out and do the research. And just yeah. to add
1: in, it, you can tell when someone it, doesn't know what they're speaking about. Yeah. Or when the show is not well produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, content production is important. You need to research. It makes a huge difference. You find a presenter. And I've heard this on the radio mm. where someone is speaking to a businessman and they think they're speaking to a former president, yeah. Yeah. and they, you know, they can't tell the difference between both. So I'm going to pause you there, because yeah, that's a yeah. very <laughs> interesting
0: um, aspect of really respecting yeah. your craft. So we're going to pick up on that after this break. For more on respecting your brand and understanding how to grow in a career in broadcasting, join us after the break right here on Career Connect.: To
1: be a broadcaster in South Africa, I assume it takes talent. Passion. I think you have to have passion, obviously.
0: Drive, definitely. And you also need to have like some form of background in whatever area you want to broadcast in.
1: I think in 2017, it's about who you know, how you look, what you're doing right. Because um, I mean, I can just go study broadcasting at Boston and be passionate about it. But if I don't fit the look, I may not fit a specific look, I may not know the right angle, do the people have the right personality. It's difficult. I think it is harder. I do think it is harder. Um, like she had
0: mentioned, like Fundisa had mentioned, it is about who you know, um, who you hang out with, putting yourself in the right spaces. I mean, although it is of great importance that you do know what you're talking about, that you do know how to relate to people and, you know, put yourself out there. But I mean, it is harder. Because if you don't know people, then it's a bit awkward. It's just like,
1: yeah. So misconceptions that I've heard about broadcasting are, there's no pay, um, long hours, you don't reap the benefits. You just have to have a lot of talent, but you don't really The funds don't reciprocate what Mm. you do, basically, yeah.
0: There is no
2: money, unfortunately. That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah.
0: Welcome back to Career Connect, and we're still talking about a career in broadcasting. Now, before the break, ladies, we were talking about really being able to respect your craft. Now, when we unpack that, you know, do you find that things like people being able to be bloggers and vloggers waters down the quality of work that goes into the industry? And for yourself, you know, being very professional but still wanting to grow in the work that you're
1: doing, what does
0: your professional eye look for?
1: What do you think? (laughs) Should I take it? (laughs) Take it. I I don't think that if you are on the internet and you are showing your talent as a broadcaster that it it waters down someone else's talent. I actually think that uh, we've come to find lots and lots of talent just online, from online online presence, people waking up in the morning, speaking about their day-to-day experiences, um, hosting different kinds of shows, YouTube channels. We've come to see so much talent from the online platform. But I think it does, is that it makes someone like you and I to not relax, mm-hmm. to know that there's so much talent out there that we always need to be on our A game. And um, what was the second question? What am I, What are we looking for? So your professional eye, you know, I mean, you were talking about listening to presenters and knowing that they're not
0: prepared. You mm-hmm. know, what are the telltale signs that let you know that this person's not prepared or the content production for this wasn't as well as it could have been?
1: When you don't know the guests' names, okay. you don't you don't know what the, the guest does. For example, if Gabum was to come and set today and you have an interview with Gabum and you say, so uh, this is your first album, really? Yeah. You know, <laughs> sure. like you should have at least went on to Google to check that Definitely. he's sitting on maybe his fourth or fifth offering mm-hmm. um, when you don't know what the guest does besides that. Mm. When you ask the very same question that the guest has answered, the, uh, the guest is. If you don't listen, you miss the. You th- will miss the, the fact that they've between, actually yeah. answered something that you're just going to ask. So when you follow the script to the T, and you don't also bring in your own personality. So that's when you know that uh uh, no, Mm. Uh, are we gay? Do you know?
2: (laughs) I think with me with sports, you know, (laughs) vlogging and blogging, it's great because social media is growing, Mm. and you know you are afforded the opportunity to just spread your wings within that uh, that industry, just the social media space. Because you have Twitter, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have YouTube, and the possibilities are endless. The only thing is that I think in terms of content um people are more into wishy-washy things as opposed to informative like you i think people have taken the whole notion of blogging and vlogging as a celebrity thing that i want to put out my fashion and this and that and it's great the platform is there for that too but if you're going to want to be a person in sports or a person on radio and stuff like that you use it to actually Educate and inform us about things that I would probably read about in the newspaper or when I'm watching a sports show So it becomes very very wishy-washy and then makeup and 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 those are not the kind of things that I would be looking for so it sort of waters down the mm. industry because now it just it, it it makes it look a bit mediocre yeah but with me with sports what I would listen to and if you're a person who's passionate in your industry and you follow it and you research and you read about it there's certain things you pick up in an instant if you mm. if you know stats even like things like sports teams even just sports personalities something as simple as pronouncing a yes. name um, already you already know how much this person knows about what they're talking Mm. about. Um, Even in the way they package their conversations and how they ask the questions even when you're speaking to coaches on the pitch and even players mm. where you'd be calling a coach that's not even a coach of that team yeah. let alone <laughs> <laughs> no seriously because yeah.
0: I've watched so professionally you, you see yeah. all these things and you know how it all unfolds and you, you can pick up those, research those things research is your in best between. friend
2: it, it is really your best friend you've got to respect your craft and you've got to yeah. live yeah. it out because it's an extension of your brand mm. and sports, yeah. sports fans
0: are very picky hey? they're very particular and sports too. people
2: know very are sports. They do. They know <laughs> they their sports. They know their sports.
0: So when we when we look at some people at home, you know, and they can think I'm a good talker or I love having conversations, I can easily wake up tomorrow and be a TV no. or a radio journalist or, or you know, have my own show, whatever it is. What are some of the other skills you need in addition to just being a great speaker, doing really good research?
2: You have got to be informed. Everybody can talk. And if you can't talk, you can go to school to learn how to talk. Yeah. You can get voice training. You can learn how to project and, and, and. You know, they can make you into a presenter, you know, in the exterior. But internally, what do you know? Because then you're just an empty tin that looks great, yeah. but it's making a lot of noise. There's no substance. You have got to inform yourself. And if you, wanna, if you want longevity in your career, you've got to um, inform us about things that, you know, other sports presenters wouldn't You know, tell me about, you know, don't, don't tell me what Robert Marawa just said. I just heard it. But what's your angle? What will make you memorable? Especially coming in as a female, you know, it's a male dominated industry. They just opened the doors for us. So we need to take all the experience that we've learned from the guys, look at it analyze it and see the gap and that is where what we come in. that's where you position yeah. yourself yeah. don't be another Carol don't yeah. be another Rob there's already a Rob a Carol yeah, that's and why Neil. the space is space that. for
0: you yes. so when I mean when I look at you know a lot of people at home don't see this that there's a full team that revolves around you you know so if you don't end up in the speaker chair mm. what are the other options for a
1: job or a career in broadcasting so I think there's so much power in learning as much as you can uh, because like Mbali said opportunities come in weird ways so if you end up learning how to edit for example um, clips on a b- on air that turn radio and you learn how to cut clips the the, the promos have gone air. you learn that kind of job one moment I'm not gonna pitch and I'm not gonna be able to make mm. it for my show mm-hmm. and where do you come in do you see you get an opportunity to come host the show so there is an opportunity in I mean starting from campus radio we used to literally do our own tech stuff. So tech-wise, everything you hear on air, the promos, um, the live reads, yeah. everything. J- the jargon might not be familiar, but the tech stuff that you hear on air, you learn how to do that on campus radio. Mm-hmm. So actually what happened was when I was on on at 8.7, someone who does tech stuff uh, couldn't come in on the day and I needed to, do to get that thing done. I did it myself. South, yeah. I didn't wait for them, I did it, I put it on air. and I could hear it. So there is a lot of opportunity behind the scenes. Content production, promo sales. You can also be in sales. Mm -hmm. You could sell the radio station. Station, Yeah, Yeah, there's so much you could do. So our time is coming to an end, but before we go, I want to know from
0: you, someone sitting at home watching right now, super passionate about any aspect of broadcasting, what advice would you have for them on where to start, where to go, or just any tips that you'd like to share with them?
2: Hmm. I think with me, if you want to get into sports, um, firstly, watch it. Don't just read. Uh, don't just Google. You've got to understand your craft. And you've got to understand that one, there's a lot of sporting codes. Find your niche. Find mm. what you're good, good at and start there. So because every sports person has their core. So we might know all sports across, but there's those, that one or two sports that you know above and beyond. So actually make the time to go to games. Read up. Buy newspapers, mm. talk to journalists, don't be intimidated because those people could be the ones who, who who mentor you. You know, you've got to put yourself out there. If you're just sitting at home, you know, and being a couch potato, the okay. opportunities are not gonna open. Yeah. Read, research, and then go to games, but also ask questions, knock on doors, approach sports
1: teams, just sit in the office just be passionate, be, be driven passionate and go for it. And study. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, definitely do with what you have I'd say if you if you have a cell phone just to show your S- talent start where you start are start where you are start small there's just so much power in small beginnings yeah. I've seen it happen so many times mm-hmm. if you don't get an opportunity on campus radio start with a cell phone do do, do at Mbali's caliber so what Mbali yeah. does watch what Mbali does and switch to TV and put it out there the
0: exact same way on a phone fantastic ladies thank you so much we can definitely keep talking about this forever Mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it Pleasure.
2: thank you for having us
0: for more great content on building up your career and looking at some different opportunities that are available to you stay tuned right here to career connect only on business day tv thanks for watching